This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader the station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. And this is uh, our number duh of The Rob Carson Show. We have uh, much to get to, including some satire, uh, a little bit more on this uh, Colorado decision to usurp the, uh, whoops, hold on, the uh, will of the American people. Uh, and uh, Alan Dershowitz says that it is absurd. He's calling it absurd. He's a, uh, a liberal, and, and he loves America. It's interesting. He loves America. So uh, uh, you've got uh, several of the uh, the Republican candidates, at least Vivek Ramaswamy, saying he's not going to partake in the uh, in the uh, Colorado primary. And, of course, the left is going, well, he only had 3% of the vote. Whatever. Who cares? I don't care. Uh, Nikki Haley's got nine. Woo! Yay, party. Uh, but uh, uh, Chris Christie said that... Uh, this is no way to, uh, you know, win this election. Uh, uh, Nikki Haley and uh, Ron DeSantis have both kind of checked in on it and all that stuff. But uh, they need to come out very strong against what's happening because it can happen. It will happen to them. If one of them became the president, it's not going to happen, uh, at least not this election cycle. But what? what? You know, you're cool with it you, you, for this person? I mean, if, you're, if your campaign is based on your rival being taken down by the federal government with political indictments all happening at the same time if your campaign is based on that then your campaign is based on a lie you you cannot go forward knowing that one member of your party will be the sacrificial lamb so that i can get in power that's no way to build a presidency that that is that fundamentally flaws your entire argument for being the president that you can't compete with the main candidate who the government is trying to take down, and you're cool with it, all right? So they better start speaking out very loudly about this, although I don't think they will. This is Tucker Carlson. He was at this big uh, TPUSA event, and uh, here he was asked about if, if Donald Trump decided to have Nikki Haley as running mate. Vote for Trump if he chose Nikki as VP. And I would you guys vote no? for Trump? Well, I that's mean, the question that I asked you specifically. Well, I, right. I, I, I would not only not vote for that ticket, I would, I would advocate against it as strongly as I could. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I well, that, that's, I, just, I, that's just poison. I mean, here's someone who's actively opposed to the interests of the country I grew up in, who endorsed the BLM riots, and who is not, only, is, is not left, but is neoliberal in the darkest, most, speaking of nihilist, nihilistic mm -hmm. way. And has no real popular support. Is a, is a creature of the oligarchs. So yeah, that would be that would be reason to oppose the ticket. Now the uh, the left, what they like to do is they like to project things on you that are what they do. You know this as well as I do. They uh, they 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 say that Donald Trump is Hitler. Yet what they're doing is Hitlerian. Summer of 2020, Kristallnacht. January the sixth, Reichstag. The uh, Stalinistic task tactics of, of the federal government by creating the Disinformation Governance Board, which was created by Joseph Stalin in 1923. Do you see what I'm doing here? Yeah. Should make sense to you.
And here is here's Kamala Harris. Uh, we know, you and I know, that this is the most important election in the history of our country because if the left succeeds in once again rigging this election, then it's over for the country. You know it as well as I do. But here she is saying that it's, it's important that she be in power because their party's going to save the country. You know, every election cycle we talk about this is the most election of our lifetime. Lawrence, this one is. This one I'm talking is, to Lawrence O'Donnell, who is a uh, tool. Is We are literally talking about people who are attempting... She's the border czar. Just wanted to get in. She's in charge, supposedly, of the border. ...to divide our country in the most crude, frankly, and profound way. <laughs> this is fantastic. We are talking about those who are intent and purposeful to, to attack fundamental freedoms, be it the freedom to make... Yep, she's projecting. ...a decision about your own body, the freedom to love... Oh, that's abortion. ...of who you love openly and with... I mean, that's something about the LGBTQRSDU movement, which we don't give a crap about. ...the freedom to be free from fear of violence and hate. Well, why is that happening with Jewish students on campus and in American cities and around the world? The freedom to just... B. How about the freedom, the freedom to, to uh, STFU? How about that? You figure out that uh, that uh, that uh, in expression. Uh, here she is with the word salad of the day because she had to have a word salad, of course. I have been fortunate and blessed to, during the course of being vice president, have many situations where it becomes clear to me that there are, you know, people of every age and, and gender, by the way, who see something about being the first that lets them know they don't need to be um, limited by other people's limited um, understanding of who can do what. Yeah. we got to remove uh, Joe Biden from office and take her uh, with him, I think. Here's Jim Gossett, everybody. Vice President Kamala has nothing to say. Because she's stupid. But she will say it anyway. D-E-I. She's got a word salad you won't understand. And you wish that she would go away. She's a not so smart. The border she's in charge of, but she won't go there. Do, do, do. It's a full-blown crisis, but she doesn't care. Because she's stupid. Vice President Kamala's one heartbeat away. And that should scare the hell, should scare the living <laughs> hell, that should scare the hell out of you. Hey. So, uh, New York lawmakers are introducing a bill that would force Chick-fil-A to stay open on Sundays. You know why? Because Democrats are D-words for Richard. Yeah, they are. They are. So, uh, Chick-fil-A... Uh, they closed down on Sundays because, you know, they believe in uh, the biblical uh, uh, interpretation of marriage. And, and they're, they're, uh, the First Amendment guarantees that. But the left has been going after Chick-fil-A ever since. And Chick-fil-A also takes the uh, day off on the Sabbath. <clears throat> if you're a Christian, it's called the Sabbath. New York lawmakers introduced a measure to require restaurants operating at state throughway service plazas to remain open seven days a week. So if you've got a Chick-fil-A in the, the service station, you know, in New York and some of the eastern states, you still have those idiotic uh, travel plazas that are owned by the state that suck. And, uh, you know, Pennsylvania's got them, too. And they look pretty and everything. But honestly, no, not really. Uh, but anyway, so the, if you're going to be a part of that, you've got to stay open on Sunday. 
The proposal would amend uh, an already existing law and require restaurants to provide services every day of the week. So I have a suggestion to the people of New York. Government agencies have to stay open on the weekend. Government agencies have to stay open on Saturday and Sunday. Why should I not be able to go to the DMV on a Saturday and get my license? Why not? This is what they say. Any contracts entered to for the operation of food services or food concessions at public uh, transportation facilities owned and operated uh, by the authority shall require that such services be provided every day of the week. Again, if you're going to force businesses to open on days that they close, then I suggest that the government open seven days a week, 24 hours a frickin' day. There you go. Why is it that government uh, agencies uh, always get it closed for a myriad of holidays that most of us have to work on? Why is this? I think the government should stay open seven days a week. Why the hell not? Why the hell not? (sighs) I I got a call uh, last hour from Australia and um, just wishing a Merry Christmas. Uh, and, and trying to look past, you know, all of the things. Shane from Australia called us. He's a great guy, and God bless you for listening to us. Uh, we really appreciate it. But, uh, but this brought to mind uh, Donald Trump yesterday at a speech in uh, Waterloo. Of course, the Democrats are like, hey, Waterloo, it's just Waterloo. Well, you know, everybody does speeches in Waterloo, Iowa, around primary time. Uh, but here is uh, the president talking about the real meaning of Christmas. And it is more important than ever. Biden lit the national Christmas tree earlier this month. He completely failed to even mention the birth of Jesus Christ, which is hard to do if you're celebrating Christmas, right? Yeah, you'd think. He didn't mention Jesus Christ in his remarks. Not for three years he hasn't mentioned. I think he said Jesus Christ right before he found out his uh, uh, recent poll numbers. That and barely mentioned God. When I was president, we brought back the beautiful phrase, Merry Christmas. I think he added an H as a middle initial for Jesus Christ. Christmas, and I said I'd do that. I'm very proud of that, actually, because as I said at the beginning, that was really under siege. And when I lit the Christmas tree each year, it was my honor to publicly celebrate. Did you notice the Christmas tree blew over this year? God has a sense of humor. The true source of uh, Christmas <laughs> joy, which is Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. We kind of forget that, don't we? As president, I kept every promise I made to Christians and more, and I think everybody in this room understands that very well. That's yeah, there you go. And here is uh, the president talking about a war on Christmas that has accelerated the last couple of years. As soon as I get back in the Oval Office, I'll also immediately end the war on Christians. I don't know if you feel it. You have a war. There's a war. Under crooked Joe Biden, Christians and Americans of faith are being persecuted and government has been weaponized. Don't forget the Jews. Against religion like never before and also presidents like never before. Here I am. I always say Al Capone was treated better than I was treated. Scarface, Al Capone, he was a tough one. Biden and his corrupt Department of Injustice have sent SWAT teams to arrest pro-life activists. They've targeted conservative parents at school board meetings who don't want filth taught to their children. It's filth. What they're teaching in schools is filth and nonsense. And we can't let that happen. But they're being targeted. And now the communists, Marxists, and fascists are going hard after Catholics, even plotting to send spies into Catholic churches. It's all come out, just like in the Soviet Union from days gone by. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, while I'm not, 
it's really hard for me to get into the Christmas spirit this year. And I see it echoed all over the place. Because people are suffering and people are knowing what's going on. They're looking at the southern border. They're looking at the, 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 the federal government that doesn't give a crap about you and me. And there is, it's worse than malaise. It's just uh, anger, indignation, sadness uh, becoming crystallization and uh, determination and resolve. And that's what it's going to have to be for all of us. All of us. And it doesn't matter which faith you are, by the way. It doesn't matter at all what faith you are. Uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre says that uh, the White House will not disclose every time that Hunter Biden travels with Joe as he was photo get, photographed getting off of Marine One, even though he wasn't on the passenger manifest. Here is uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre. And by the way, uh, Joe Biden met with him before he did his little presser on Capitol Hill the other day. So he colluded with Hunter about what to say when he was uh, ignoring the subpoena from Congress. So there is that. I'll say this more broadly. Um, obviously, you've seen... Uh, the president um, uh, with his family these past couple of days, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. and I think you know why they were uh, they were um, they were observing a very somber anniversary uh, for them. That happened in 1972, and so uh, so I'm not going to add anything more to that. But this was a obviously a, a somber moment uh, in the in the family, and so they were uh, certainly together. Uh, sure, to, uh, sure. Um, you know, to, to acknowledge. They look at the you know, touch that, that, that yeah, 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 So we yeah, just yeah, want yeah. to be really sensitive to that. Oh, yeah, sensitive. Uh, and, uh, you can't ask any questions about it, in other words. Uh, and uh, don't have anything to add about the family, obviously. The yeah, Hunter doesn't remember that. He was like two. So there's that. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <sighs> family gets to travel with the president. That's been the case with every other president. What she says, by the way, um... The uh, uh, Hunter Wyatt Biden, his son Bo, and wife Melissa Cohen were in Wilmington, Wilmington, uh, Monday with President Jill Biden to mark the anniversary, of course, of his, the death of his first wife, 1972. Or they were just there, kind of uh, arranging how they're going to deal with all the legal stuff. There, there could be that too. I'm thinking that's probably what it was because Joe Biden spends about a third of his time in Delaware where he keeps classified documents. So I think that's uh, probably what it was. It was uh, kind of uh, getting together a little powwow with regard to legal strategy with the nine indictments that Hunter is facing now and the impeachment inquiry. That's what I think. But, uh, you know, I guess I don't have any grounds for that, even though Joe Biden's lied to you about everything. So uh, so there is that. Uh, coming up, I'm going to talk a little bit about the uh, the border crisis, what's happening, and, of course, more denial from the uh, from the president and also uh, the new, uh, new poll on Americans living paycheck to paycheck. It's worse than you thought. That's coming up. This is The Rob Carson Show. This is Joe Biden being approached by the press, asked if Donald Trump had committed an insurrection. Trump an insurrectionist, sir? Well, I think certainly you're self-evident. You saw it all. Now, whether the 14th Amendment applies, I'll let the court make that decision. But he certainly supported an insurrection. No question about it. Yeah, you know what? Uh, You keep telling yourself that, uh, Grandpa. You just keep telling yourself that, bruh. Because uh, history is going to catch up with you. That's all I got to say. History is going to catch up with you. Bigger than life. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. 
Southern border is open, by the way. The uh, per CPB sources, there were 12,600 migrants encountered at the southern border in the last 24 hours, the highest single day total ever recorded. The true number is significantly higher because those are uh, thousands still waiting to be processed in Eagle Pass. They do not count on the numbers until they are put into the computers. We are under an assault. There is no doubt about it whatsoever. And you are right in your gut feeling that our country is in danger right now. And we need to be vigilant and we need to be strong. And we need to be, well, we need to keep in our hearts the true meaning of this season. And that means peace-loving Muslims, Jews, and Christians. We need to realize what is important this time of year. And we need to come together to defeat evil because they want to get rid of faith altogether. The country, the, the, the federal government wants to get rid of faith. They've been driving Christmas away. They've been driving Christianity away. They've been inviting Satan statues into the Iowa uh, rotunda. I can go on and on. We got to come together on all of this. Here's Corinne Jean-Pierre. She's saying that there is no border crisis, even though you know there is. And, and eventually she's going to have to be tried like Tokyo Rose for her propaganda. So, um, look, this is an extreme law that will not and does not uh, make the communities in Texas safer. It just doesn't. And I think to add to that is that uh, it is very much in line with what Republicans, uh, many Republicans uh, like to do or tend to do, which is demonize immigrants and also dehumanize immigrants. This is part of this. Yeah. Um, everybody sees through it. Everybody knows what you're doing. And everybody is sick and damn tired of it. Jim Gossett redid this song we did two years ago, just in time for today. Do you hear the people sing, singing a song of Donald Trump? Keep him off the ballot, and next year you'll get thumped. Colorado's Supreme Court, integrity they lack. It's obvious that they have Biden's back. His old grizzled back. Are we still America? Or is this a third world state? Where you can simply ban the people that you hate. We must stop them all before it's too late. Come on! Do you hear the people scream? Stop this insanity. Denying ballot access. Cause Trump's your enemy It proves that you're afraid Afraid of Donald's run Cause when he's re-elected You're all done I am your voice I am your warrior I am your justice And for those who have been wronged and betrayed I am your retribution. I am your retribution. Uh, one retribution. Let's go to John in Annapolis. John, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. You got about a minute. Go. No problem. Good. What we need now is the red states to rule that Biden can't run in their state because he hasn't fulfilled his constitutional duty of boom. protecting our country from illegal immigration. One hundred percent. Boom. 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 And number two. Uh, finally, if the Supreme Court does rule, and they're going to rule that that's illegal, then that op- then, uh, then that a priori proves that there was no insurrection because um, if, there, if there was an insurrection, the Supreme Court would have to run in the state of Colorado. All right, John, I appreciate your phone call. Great thinking. There you go. Uh, just use the, uh, the, uh, the, the southern border as an excuse in, uh, in uh, Democrat, uh, Republican states to remove Joe Biden from the uh, ballot in those states. Why the hell not? Let's do the same uh, lawfare.
Uh, while we're waiting for the Supreme Court to turn the decision of Colorado leftists over. Yeah, turn it over. Coming up, Corinne Lips, president of the Network of Enlightened Women. Yeah, not the uh, now, they're the new. And they're really feminist, and that's coming up. This, my friends, is the Rob Carson Show. a note from Joe with regard to Hunter riding on the helicopter and uh, also talking to Hunter the day before he denied a uh, congressional subpoena. Witness tampering, interfering in congressional investigation, subversion of government from within is treason, U.S. Code 1823-81. Okay, sure. Also, I believe uh, opening the southern border to an illegal invasion that puts the country in danger and our sovereignty uh, in danger is also a, uh, a treasonous act. I would venture to say, and uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene is saying the same thing, as well as, I don't know, every veteran, an actor of duty, military personnel, every member of uh, uh, Customs and Border Patrol in most of the United States. I think pretty much there is that. Yeah, yeah. Joining us on the phone is Karen Lips. She is the president of the Network of Enlightened Women, uh, which works with young conservative college women across the country uh, about a variety of issues. It is the opposite of now the National Organization of Women, which doesn't care about women. It's all political. And Karen joins us on the Newsmax Hotline. Hello, Karen, and Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to you. I'm, I'm pleased to be on with you today. I am uh, very glad to have you here today. Um, first of all, uh, uh, I know that having the name Karen is very hard right now for a lot of people. I'll just put that out there. Uh, just, uh, you know, obviously. But, my, name, but, my name has been canceled. I know it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Well, the same thing happened with Katrina after the hurricane. So the same, the same thing. But, it, but on all seriousness, uh, with regard to what is going on in our country, particularly with college age women, you have got an assault on women by men uh, who are pretending to be women to take away and destroy the certainly the athletic careers of of young women. It is an affront to femininity like we have never seen before. And the thing that I have a problem with is it's it's cowardly in its approach. With men, they just said masculinity is toxic. With women, they've just decided to trample over women and suddenly say that men are women to cancel women. What are your thoughts about the, the anti-woman movement in this country and the silence from organizations like now with regard to that? Well, as you mentioned, I run a group called the Network of Enlightened Women Are New that I started when I was a student in college at the University of Virginia more than 15 years ago. And it's been amazing to watch um, how the women's movement has changed in a way um, that doesn't really support the true interests of women. Um, and so that's why I think young conservative women face unique challenges from so many fronts, including from women's organizations today. And that's why I wrote this new book, The Conservative Woman's Guide to College, to try to prepare these young women for what they're going to face on college campuses. Yeah, Karen, I had mentioned earlier uh, a couple months ago that we should, as parents, have no expectation that our kids are going to go off to college and come back radical America-hating and family-hating Marks. Uh, did you experience that? Well, I would assume you experienced that in college, hence the uh, the book. 
been interesting that the last couple of years with COVID, it seems like um, there's been a light uh, on K through 12 education, and it's time for some accountability uh, in higher education. Students are going off to college thinking they're going to get this great education, learn about new ideas, but instead, many of them are being indoctrinated. And they face it on so many fronts. At universities today, uh, administrators, there's a 12 to 1 liberal to conservative ratio for administrators among faculty. Really? It's that it's that high? There are that many conservatives? Really? <laughs> well, 12 to 1. <laughs> um, I would have figured it's 100 to 1, to be quite honest. But go ahead. Among faculty, uh, yeah. a study found a 6 to 1 ratio. And then the students are now censoring each other. There's been this trend where we try to get chapters of our organization started, and the student governments, which are run by students, will shut yeah. them down and reject the application. So well, um, it's just interesting that parents send their kids off to school for one reason, and they're getting a very different experience, and they need to go into that experience eyes wide open. So the uh, the network is called the Network of Enlightened Women. You've got this book, uh, You're Not Alone, the Conservative uh, Woman's Guide to College. Um, how is your movement growing since you started it? And and uh, uh, when you see like uh, organizations like the National Organization for Women being silent on things like the rape of uh, Israeli women by Hamas, uh, why why do you suppose that is? The silence among um, national and international women's groups on what happened to Israeli women on October 7th is appalling. And I think it shows how out of touch they are um, and how they don't have the interests of women in mind. And it creates a moment for women's organizations like ours to stand up and speak out. And so that's why I think it's so important for, group, for young women to know that we exist and that yeah. we're creating this community for them to get involved in. Um, I think there's a lot of questions about, you know, whose interests are some of these women's groups really, really supporting? Well, it's purely political. Uh, it's obviously purely political. There are a lot of organizations that espouse that they stand for different groups. The National uh, uh, Organization for Colored People, which is, of course, a dated uh, uh, expression, but it is still an organization. It has never been on the side of people of color. It has always been on the side of the Democrat Party. Same goes for the uh, for the National Organization for Women and a myriad of other organizations. But think about the uh, the war on masculinity as that has occurred. It's been a little more overt. But the war on femininity is not. And, and, and they've literally convinced women, young women, that their uh, mental issues or, or uh, uh, they, they're, they're just, just the basic issues of being a young woman in the world have been perverted. And there is a, uh, the, the left has, has sided with those who would say the only solution to your problems is to change your gender. And they're using this social contagion to go after the most vulnerable people among us. And particularly, a lot of the times, when you talk about social media influence, all of the, the influences, outside influences on girls, whether it be body image, whether it be whatever, they're taking advantage of this to, to literally tell women that they'd be better off as men. What do you have to say about all of this? And do you suppose there will be a day we wake up and realize the horror that has been committed to, against young women? Well, you mentioned the social pressure, and I think that's 
that's an important point to mention for women, that these young women are vulnerable. They um, are influenced by, you know, online communities, their social media communities, and parents often don't know about these conversations that are happening, these influences. So I think it's really important on the right that we don't underestimate the value of community. And so that's why the last few years we've put a lot more effort and resources into building our new community and also um, creating that online community to give these women an alternative. You've got to meet your audience where they are. And the left is dominating these spaces um, with ideas that are harmful for young women. So we have to provide um, an alternative. And one of the things I do in, in the Conservative Women's Guide to College is I mention some threats to free speech on campus and yes. some threats that women face. And a, an example of this is a number of our chapters have brought Riley Gaines to speak on yes. the issue of women in sports. And they're really curious about this, that we've talked you know, for years in this country about how important it is to give women a fair shot in sports. Yeah. And then you see what's happening in some of these sports. So, it's absurd. It is, it, is an affront, it is an affront to Title IX. I remember when Title IX was passed. I'm old enough to know this. Actually, I remember first hearing about it in the early 90s. And it was meant to protect women. It was meant to, uh, because so many men's sports were fully funded. They had great facilities. And women's sports, were, you had to live this hard scrabble life playing in, you know, gymnasium basements and whatnot. And that's what it was originally about. But it's been bastardized completely uh, the opposite direction for women on campus. Uh, Karen, I appreciate you joining me. And I would encourage uh, those of you who have a a young girl who a woman who is in college or going to college you're not alone the conservative woman's guide to college it's good to have it also national uh the network of enlightened women i think it's important uh karen where can people find you on social media they can find me on twitter at at cave lips and new at at new network and on instagram at at Enlightened Women um, and at Karen Lips. So please join us and find our website at enlightenedwomen.org. All right. You have a glorious Christmas and a new year, and we will talk again soon, Karen. We appreciate it. All right. You bet. You bet. Let's talk about illegal immigration in Chicago, shall we? Little Christmas song. The new mayor, Brandon Johnson. Worse than the previous one. This is Jim Gossett. On the Rock Chicago's show. way too violent. The mayor's silent, it's true. Now he's complaining about it. Come on, it's lovely weather for a hearse ride together with you. Come on, everybody, get in. Chicago hopes Brandon Johnson would move to Wisconsin real soon. Or Cuba. Chicago is unlawful, and he is an awful buffoon. Damn, so is Eric Adams. Brandon, let it happen, cause he's been napping on crime. <laughs> the murder rate keeps rising, cause he won't get off the dime. You know the Windy City isn't pretty no more. Is that the word I would have used to rhyme with me? Let's hope that they stop shooting when they're through looting the store. Was never my desire to dodge gunfire. It's true. It's true. Although it's lovely weather for us, ride together with you. Yeah. 
in Chicago with And, of course, uh, he's always been a big fan of the uh, the uh, sanctuary city. We discovered that Democrats who'd made their cities into sanctuary cities, we understood it was all about virtue signaling. It was all about being a sanctimony city. They had no intention of allowing these the dregs of society to come into their... Uh, we should have known, I mean, from, uh, from Martha's Vineyard. When they flew in the plane load of aliens, they had a little pizza party and sent them off to a, a military base. We should have known that the liberal elites, they, they always, they always uh, are willing to step in and inconvenience you, but they don't want it in their backyard. And here is uh, Brandon Johnson, uh, worse than Lori Lightfoot, blaming it all on Greg Abbott from Texas. The issue is not just how we respond in the city of Chicago. It's the fact that we have a governor a governor, an elected official in the state of Texas yeah. that is placing families on buses without shoes. You're a sanctuary city. Cold, wet, tired, hungry, afraid, traumatized, and then they come to Kind of like the people of Chicago right now. The city of Chicago, where we have homelessness, yeah. we have mental health clinics. That yeah, been, why aren't you spending money on that? Shut down and closed. You have people who are seeking employment. Yeah, and those jobs are going to be gone because of all the illegals. The, the oh, that caused him to pause a little. Governor of Texas needs to take a look in the mirror <laughs> of the chaos that he is causing for this country. Oh no, no, no! This is not just a Chicago dynamic. He is attacking our country. No, 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 no! The attack on the country is from Joe Biden and the open southern border. You moron! Inside Chicago's deplorable freezing migrant Pilsen shelter where a boy five years old died after falling ill and four other children have been hospitalized. Shocking videos show sick and distressed children cramming into a warehouse with no heating alongside thousands of other migrants. The deplorable facility is where five-year-old Giancarlo Martinez Rivero fell ill, was pronounced dead Sunday after being taken to the hospital. One video showed a young boy with what appeared to be a bandage on his head, lying uh, thin, fold out bad, distract him, distracted, uh, distracting himself with a tablet. Another shows a different child coughing and crying as they had a temperature <clears throat> taken and were examined by volunteers. Third video showed water leaking from the roof, pooling on one of the beds. It's kind of crazy, right? Yeah. Did you realize that a Kansas company got a $100 million contract to provide shelter and they're living in that? Did you realize in uh, New York City that the, the NGOs are getting $22,000 a month per illegal for a tent city? Did you know that? Do you know how bad you're being screwed? Do you know what a giant payoff this is to leftists? The shelter is run by a favorite healthcare staffing, a Kansas-based contractor. The city paid $100 million to operate since September of 2022. Unbelievable. The converted warehouse appeared to be doing a poor job of keeping out of the Chicago winter chill as uh, winter temperatures fall to 31 degrees. Uh, a photo showed a small girl bundled up in a pink puffer jacket and matching pants and a beanie. Uh, if a resident needs medical help, they are on their own with no advice other than to call 911 and told them that it'll cost money to use an ambulance to go to the hospital. Another volunteer in the WhatsApp group discussion described the day when the water ran out and migrants were told it was a factory and the manager said not to drink the tap water. No water. Gombard warned children were not giving any vaccinations, which combined with everyone living in close quarters could be deadly. Yeah, measles, all of the, uh, all of the things 
that the first world uh, got rid of are coming across the southern border. Little Jean Carlo Rivero was sick with a fever and pain in his leg for two or three days before he died and began vomiting on Sunday. His lips turned blue and his family claimed to police that uh, staff said it was probably because of the cold and refused to call an ambulance. Oh, what Democrats have wrought on our country. And it all goes back to that that disgusting, i just leave it there, Joe Biden. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. Hey, guys, it's Carson. You know, everybody knows the next medical crisis just around the corner, whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something more mundane like a tick bite, you and your family need to be prepared. That's where the wellness company comes in. The Wellness Company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust, and their new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z From anthrax to tick bites to COVID, even a bioweapon like a plague, the Wellness Company Medical Emergency Kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, antiparasitics on hand to make sure you and your family are safe from whatever the globalists throw at us next. Go to www.twc.health slash Carson. Again, twc.health slash Carson today and order. That's twchealth slash Carson and use the promo code Carson to save 10%. I raised two uh, Gen Z kids, and so uh, this is a a favorite for uh, me. It is the SpongeBob live action Christmas, which is actually really funny. It's it's really funny, uh, and I I would recommend it if you want a little change up from what you normally watch. Um, in Chicago, Brandon Johnson, of course, is blaming uh, Greg Abbott for what Joe Biden has caused, and uh, the Joe Biden is the cause. There's no doubt about it. And Brandon Johnson is is cooked as a politician uh, because this is what uh, a woman a woman of color at a at a city council meeting just said earlier this week to Brandon Johnson. Number one, I'm a native to Chicago. I was born and raised here. I've seen the changes. Don't let the age fool you for how I look, because I've been here a long time. I have seen things just transition as if a lot of people are not important here. I'm not for the sanctuary city. And the reason why I'm not for the sanctuary city... By the way, the Chicago City Council said that the people cannot vote on the city's uh, sanctuary status. The people say no more. But the council said, nope, no vote for you is because people have waited years to come in here legally, not just transported on these buses, dropped off in our neighborhood, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. raised of crime, almost got hit several times just making it down here today. And this is ludicrous. There should not be two sets of laws. Also, the West Side and the South Side black communities have been earmarked for having funds, never seen it. We're still waiting on those funds to come into those communities. It's never going to come. 
Brandon Johnson. Many people stood behind you. They feel let down because the day you came into office, which I believe was May 15th, you already had signed an uh, executive order. Now, whether it came from Governor Prisker or whomever that directed you on this, is it fair to these communities that have been waiting for years? You said you on the West Side. Why is the black community? Why is the black community so devoted to the Democrat Party, considering what the Democrat Party has done to black people for 150 years? This is Robert Woodson. He's a a scholar talking about uh, black leaders and the people they represent. Many of the black elected officials and others commit treason, treason against their own people by using race to deflect attention away from their own failures. Why are blacks failing in school systems and cities run by their own people? For because Democrats want them to. The past 50 years. If racism were the issue, then tell me why are they failing? There's always a racial deflection, but many of them are hypocrites because they don't live by the same rules. Eleanor Holmes Norton, Jesse Jackson Jr., all of them sent their children to private schools in Washington while opposing school choice for poor black people. Yeah, but you know what? Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton are always willing to show up for a funeral. They don't care about the kids getting murdered when they get murdered, who's murdering them, all of that. But they're more than willing to show up for the funeral with their hands out. Absolutely amazing. Let's take a break and come back. This, my friends, is the Rob Carson Show. On the World Wide Web, this is the Rob Carson Show. This is our number three of the Rob Carson Show. Judge Andrew Napolitano joins us at the bottom of the hour to talk about the radical leftist uh, justices in Colorado who have uh, decided, despite the fact that there was an impeachment of Donald Trump for said insurrection that proved nothing... Uh, they've decided that they think that there was an insurrection and he needs to come off the ballot. And every one of those bastards uh, needs to be held accountable for it. Did I say bastards? Oh, hell yeah, I said bastards. Honestly, I'm just, I'm so done. I'm not debating anymore. All I, all I have energy for is fighting. Just fighting the left. Not a physical fight unless you bring it my way. Then I will fight back physically. But I got no time for this nonsense anymore. I got no time for the southern border anymore. This open southern border, the denial that it's open, the denial that thousands of people are dying. Uh, are di- Here, let me just give you an example. Listen to this real quick. This is what your government is doing to our young people in this country. I Fentanyl kills. 200 deaths a day. It's so easy and cheap to make. You see 12-year-olds, 13-year-olds, 14-year-olds. Most of the chemicals are easy to find. Fentanyl deaths have more than tripled in the last year. We've never seen a drug. Why does the federal government not have an ad campaign on there? This is your brain. This is your brain on drugs. Just say no. Why not? Why not? Did you just hear who's dying? Why does the federal government not care? In our history of this lethality, my daughter took half of this pill before going to bed, and it killed her within minutes. Why is this? Why does the federal government not care about you, but care about people who are coming across our southern border? Why is that? It's because they hate the country. They hate the country, and they hate the fact that you're from this country. And they want to fundamentally change this country. If you don't understand that, then get out of the way while we save it. How's that sound? By the way, 
Tonight, Eric Bowling has Kid Rock on his show on Newsmax. How cool is that? I, lo- I freaking love this. And I hope to get Kid Rock on this show as well. I'm a big fan of his. Uh, you know, and by the way, if you want to check it out, you can watch it on Newsmax Plus. Newsmax Plus actually is a pretty darn good uh, Christmas present for yourself or somebody else. Because honestly, you look at Newsmax versus the other networks that are out there, where are you getting your truth? Where are you getting unwavering support and coverage of Donald Trump or conservatism or what's going on in the country? What, what is the affront to what's happening to you and me? All of these other networks, Fox has fallen by the wayside. They're bedded down with whoever the hell. ABC, CBS, NBC, PBS, NPR, all those, they're garbage. Well, right now, you can subscribe to Newsmax Plus. You can get great shows like Rob Schmidt, Eric Bowling Tonight, Kid Rock, 8 o'clock, movies, documentaries, history. we got about 200,000 people have signed up already, and all you got to do is just go to Newsmax Plus, spell it out, P-L-U-S, Newsmax Plus, to get a free trial and get started. You know as well as I do that conservative uh, content uh, providers are constantly under attack, whether it be by NewsGuard or GDI or the government in some way, shape, or form. This is what we're doing get you the content you need go to newsmaxplus.com do that okay i think you'll uh, you'll appreciate it i i know i <clears throat> i signed up i'm paying on my own i know i work for newsmax but i'm paying it on my own thank you very much uh 62 of americans living paycheck to paycheck during the holiday season which means what 62 percent of us can't afford christmas no 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 62% of adults live paycheck to paycheck, up for 58 last March. 40, 40% of consumers living paycheck to paycheck have uh, super prime credit scores. 57% of consumers who own credit cards are living paycheck to paycheck. Credit card debt, $1 trillion. 96% of shoppers said they expect to overspend this season. Well, I don't know what you do uh, as far as overspending when you are, um, you know, maxed out on your credit cards. But that's life in America today. Expect, expect less. Expect less. Was it a Barack Obama who said years ago that we, we can't be able to drive the SUV we want? We can't uh, just, just uh, eat as much as we want and keep the thermostat at 70 degrees? Yeah. So there's that. <clears throat> kind of interesting. Obviously, we've been a little distracted by the Colorado Supreme Court away from the uh, impeachment inquiry against Joe Biden, which will remove him from office if a charge of treason isn't brought with regard to the southern border, which I kind of wish would happen. Uh, And I do mean mean that unapologetically. I'm down with uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene talking about the T word for what's happening at our southern border because it's dangerous and it's killing people. I don't think I need to play that clip that I just played about fentanyl, do I? Yeah. President's brother James Biden approached uh, James Biden approached uh, uh, Joe uh, about AmeriCorps because America went to AmeriCorps is this company, this uh, financially strapped uh, uh, medical company, and they went to James Biden and said, "Man, we need some help here. What can you do?" And James Biden said, "Hey, man, you pay me. We got some connection in the Middle East. We could help you acquire the capital you need to get back on your feet and all of that. Uh, but you're going to have to pay me first. So they gave him six hundred thousand dollars. Jim uh, Jim Biden completely defrauded America Corps. He never provided any funding or anything else. They sent a check to Jim Biden for two hundred thousand dollars, the exact ama- same amount that J- uh, that Jim Biden uh, received. That uh, two hundred thousand dollars check from AmeriCorps Health. They wrote a Joe Biden a check for the same amount, two hundred thousand dollars. Isn't that interesting? These things happen. They're personal loans, right? They're personal loans. Well, if it's a loan. 
AmeriCorps doesn't AmeriCorps doesn't have any uh, any financial records about a loan. Not one single thing. From notes uh, from IRS whistleblowers have turned over. We know that sometime in 2018, the Bidens figured out that the IRS was breathing down their necks. They changed the way they were operating. They went from operating went from receiving wires directed to their shell companies to payments uh, uh, that they called loans. National Review reporter Carol Fox said an AmeriCorps Chapter 11 trustee told the House panel now that uh, the now defunct healthcare corporation that uh, she saw no records or documentation of a loan from AmeriCorps to James Biden. Because this is how the mafia operates, by the way. This is Ron Johnson talking about uh, Hunter Biden and his peculiar spending habits. Uh, listen to this. It's, 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 you know, there's nothing to see here. Everybody does this. And I thought it was probably very interesting about the indictment is all the cash that Hunter Biden went through over the four years where he paid $1.4 million in taxes. Huh. He spent $4.9 million. $1.6 million of that was in cash. That's $1,000 a day. By the way, is that maybe how Joe Biden got his 10% as the big guy? How you take that kind of money out of your account or uh, with an ATM? Because uh, usually I try 300 bucks and I get like a heads up on my phone saying, hey, somebody's trying to steal your money. Of course, you know, I, I don't have much money, so $300 is kind of a big deal. In untraceable, cold, hard cash, those are the kinds of questions that uh, Chairman Comer needs to ask Hunter Biden in a, you know, sworn, uh, uh, you know, a, a sworn affidavit. This sworn deposition. Oh, and let's not forget the other things that Hunter Biden has done. I mean, they're focusing on tax charges to avoid all the other stuff. That's why uh, that's why David Weiss came up with the tax charges after he was caught trying to get Hunter off on everything. That sounded weird. I'm sorry. That sounded weird. Get Hunter off <clears throat> uh, everything. Here, here is uh, here's Ron Johnson about the uh, vile, corrupt, and awful Hunter Biden. Oh, and his awful, corrupt family. Now, not everybody with a drug problem spends $800,000 on women and adult entertainment. Of- Do you think any of those women said, man, I love being trafficked like this, and I can't wait to go have sex with Hunter Biden, a crack-addled uh, guy who got kicked out of the military, who uh, who waves a, a handgun that he illegally got uh, in selfies on the Internet? Using sex oh, while doing crack. Trafficked women. That, that, that'd be a question for the media. How many women, Hunter, did you abuse that were trafficked through international sex trafficking rings? It is grotesque, and you know, I, I know... President Biden was was shelling out or offering to pay about a hundred thousand uh, dollars over a four month period huh. when Hunter was spending tens of thousands of dollars on these women. So again, th- this is corruption. It is vile, and for Hunter to come out here and, and uh, play the sympathy card and yeah, say that yeah. you know we're we're attacking him, we're not. We just need to get to the truth because an American president, uh, part of this, the head, the top, the pinnacle of this Biden crime family is compromised. And it could be impacting our national security. Uh, it is, because uh, Joe Biden's presidency is the quid pro quo you've been looking for. Uh, let's see. Stop the Keystone XL pipeline. Make us energy dependent. Send all of our electrical needs to China. All of the manufacturing for batteries and wind turbines and all of that to China. Uh, build uh, Chinese battery factories in the United States of America. Fly over a Chinese spy balloon and open the southern border. There you go. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, judges ordered uh, uh, over 100 of uh, child predators Jeffrey Epstein's high-profile associates to be revealed in the next 14 days. Good. I want to know what the hell's going on in Washington, D.C. with these criminal... Mm. Several names linked to Epstein are emerging. Will Bill Clinton and Bill Gates be mentioned? Ooh. 
This should get very interesting, and a lot of people are very, very nervous. Judge Loretta Preska wrote, unsealed in full, next to the names of 170 does, as in John Doe, who are Epstein friends, recruiters, victims, and others, whose names will be revealed when the material is released within the coming weeks. Oh, I don't know if you knew this, but Dick Durbin, he doesn't want the flight manifest from Jeffrey Epstein's Lolita Express released. He doesn't. I wonder why that is. Maybe because Bill Clinton flew on that plane about 26 times. Yeah, I wonder why he did that. Just to be buddies, right? Yeah. This is, uh, uh, let me see if I can find it here. Uh, This is, hold on, let me find it. Yeah, Marsha Blackford. Here's Marsha Blackford. A woman, a woman. uh, A woman, uh, women right now have the balls in uh, in Congress, you know, even though they weren't born with them. Here she is calling out Dick Durbin. For the last several weeks, I've been trying to figure out and to subpoena the records for Jeffrey Epstein's plane. To find out who was on that plane, I've been so disappointed that Chairman Durbin has continued to block this. What are you blocking, Dick? Because Jeffrey Epstein had probably what is the most high... Kind of, I guess, a a dick block, because he's Dick Durbin and he's blocking... ...profile sex trafficking ring we've ever seen, ever heard about. It was high-profile... High dollar people Weird. that were predators on these young girls. And I don't know why there is a push to block these records. Uh, we need to have access to this. We need to know who was on that plane, who was participating in this. They redacted those records in the Jelaine Maxwell trial. But getting to the bottom of this is important. Yeah, by the way, some of these uh, 170 associates could be Prince Andrew. Uh, There will be documents about one of Prince Andrew's accusers who claims he fondled her breasts at uh, Epstein's uh, New York mansion that features, as you walk in, a picture of Bill Clinton wearing a blue dress reclining. Yeah. The filing suggests some documents will relate to Jean, uh, Jean-Luc Brunel, a French model scout who was close to Epstein after allegedly abusing many young women. Brunel hanged himself in a Paris prison cell in 2020 while awaiting a trial. Weird. Weird. The documents of the case have been released on a rolling basis since 2019 when the first batch made their public uh, be- days before uh, Jeffrey Epstein uh, hanged himself in prison while awaiting trial on sex trafficking charges. Isn't that weird how that happens? Oh, my God, it's just so weird. Elite clients of a high-end brothel busted in Massachusetts and D.C. could be unmasked as feds seek to charge 28 people with buying sex. 28. In this area, the three leaders of the brothel were named in the criminal complaint. Han Lee, uh, 41, Cambridge, uh, James Lee, Torrance, California, and uh, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Young Lee of Dedham, Massachusetts. It was a family uh, tradition, I guess. And uh, uh, acting U.S. Attorney Joshua Levy said in a statement Monday, our office made it clear when we announced charges of commercial sex ring that uh, the investigation was ongoing and there would be accountability for the buyers who fuel the commercial sex industry. Isn't that an inch? You know, as though you could make Washington, D.C. any more scummy and filthy than it possibly is, throw in the traffic of, of women. Jeffrey Epstein. To his island of sin. This is Jim Gossett as Bill Clinton. If I was a Republican, big trouble I'd be in. A lot of sickness in that town. They were only 16. 
summer 15. Me and Jeff didn't care. We get a pass, cause we're Democrats. Whoever said that life was fair? Shame that Epstein passed away. He never had a chance. Won't try to explain how Hillary. She knew in advance. Yeah, I think she did. They were only 16. Or 14. They said they were 19. Sure they did. Yeah, they told a tall tale. Oh, their, their pimps did. They were too young for me and Epstein. And I might wind up, I might just wind up in jail. Let's take a break. This is the Rob Carson Show. I'm looking forward to uh, Christmas, Christmas Eve. We're going out to a uh, farm. <clears throat> uh, my my wife's uh, uncle, and uh, we've been doing this for 25 years. And uh, this year is going to be uh, hard because uh, one uh, space at that dinner table is going to be uh, vacant this year. My wife's mother, who passed away the Friday before Thanksgiving, as I was on the way back from Baltimore. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, I'm not, I mean, into a bellyache at all. Uh, you know, it is, it is a little hard to be full of the Christmas spirit as you know, you're doing, a, an estate sale and, uh, you know, all of that. It, it's, it's, it's tough. <clears throat> it's tough, but, um, we're going to get together and we're going to, we're going to celebrate Christmas and, and more than ever, we're going to celebrate the meaning of Christmas. As Christians, you know, we, we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And, and as importantly, we come together as people to help one another. It's the most philanthropic holiday by the most philanthropic people in the history of the world. So we are here to celebrate the joy of, uh, of Christmas, of giving, of family. We're going to. A Gaza hospital boss admits he's a Hamas commander. Oh, they're saying actually that the people in the hospitals over there actually uh, <clears throat> work with the terrorists. Isn't that weird? Yeah, two-state solution. It'll work. Ahmed Al-Gahut, or Galut, a manager of the Kamal Adnan Hospital in northern Gaza, admits during an interrogation with Israeli forces that Hamas used the medical facilities to advance its military operations. Says, I know 16 employees in the hospital, doctors, nurses, paramedics, clerks, who all have uh, different positions in the uh, Qassam brigades. They hide in hospitals because for them, a hospital is a safe place. Uh, that Hamas won't be targeted when they're inside the hospital, that they will not be harmed when they are inside the hospital. Hamas is uh, inside the hospitals. There's no, there are places for senior officials. They also brought in a kidnapped soldier there. There's a designated place for interrogations, internal security, and special forces. Everyone has private phones, uh, phone lines inside the hospital. The hospital manager also told Israeli officials that, that they'd been, he'd been involved in the Palestinian terror group over a decade and has risen through its ranks over the years. Quote, I was recruited by Hamas in 2010 with the, with the rank of a brigadier general. There are uh, employees in the hospital who are military con- uh, operatives uh, and of the of the Qassam brigades, doctors, nurses, paramedics, clerks, and staff members. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's kind of weird because Andrea Mitchell of, of NBC said that there uh, this was not happening. Andrea Mitchell is uh, is not on our side. Help me digest what we just heard. You obviously uh, interviewed Ambassador Regev earlier today. And their position is, when you press them on the civilian death toll, that yes, they agree with what Secretary Blinken is saying, that the death toll is too high, that they're trying to mitigate civilian deaths. This is the real crux of the crisis here. It is, and I think, I think dramatically, the problem for Israel right now is that they are going after hospitals. And mm. targeting hospitals is a violation of international law. But as Mark Regev said, and said to me earlier, that... Hamas has command and control under the Al-Shifa hospital, they say. Now, I've been told by U.S. officials that they have no independent corroboration of that. Yeah, you know, this should end her broadcast career, and she should ride off into retirement right now because she is such, such, such a tool for Hamas. My God in heaven. That was right after the alleged hospital bombing that ignited these these uh, uh, astroturf anti-Semitic movement around the world. That was Andrea Mitchell. This is why you need to turn off the letter networks. They've lied to you for decades, and now they're just tools of the state. Coming up, Judge Andrew Napolitano to talk about the Colorado corrupt Supreme Court. Stick around. Stocking, it goes straight on the barbecue. It's the Rob Carson Show. And I don't use briquettes, by the way. I use whole charcoal and hardwood. No, Hunter, that's not what you think. One of our favorite guests, Judge Andrew Napolitano, joins us on the Newsmax Hotline. Hello, my friend. How are you today? And Merry Christmas. Uh, Merry Christmas to you, my dear friend. I'm happy as a clam, notwithstanding what's happening in the world. Just yes. happy in my life. How are you? I'm, you know, I'm okay. Before we dive into the uh, news of the day, I got to ask you, how'd you lose the weight and how are you keeping it off? Well, I lost 40 pounds in the past uh, year and a half. I have three physicians. I have an MD who's been my doctor for 20 years. I have an N.D., mm-hmm. a naturopathic uh, physician, and I have a yeah. D.O., and they don't agree on everything, but they've talked <laughs> me into a healthier lifestyle I love it. Uh, of uh, sleep and exercise and uh, balanced meals. And right now I'm about as healthy as I've ever been in my life. Without getting too uh, personal to your audience, I just had yeah. my annual uh, five- to six-hour physical at a major yes. university medical center near where I live. This physician has been doing this physical with other subspecialties there as well. For the past 20 years, he looked at me and he said, you have the body of an aging 45-year-old professional athlete. 45. Wow. Dude. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. You're, you're 73? Yes. Born in June 6, 1950. <laughs> I got to tell you, Judge, I had no idea. And I'm not meaning just, you know, uh, uh, blow wind up your rear end here, which I'm sure they covered in the exam. Um, <clears throat> but, but, but I mean, honestly, wow, I want to be, I want to look like you when I'm 73. I'm 58. <laughs> I just turned 58. And I'm working my butt off. And I'm going to tell you, I mean, you are leading by example. And I think that's important. I, I get, <clears throat> I'm meeting a lot of guys at the gym. I'm getting to the point where I'm the oldest guy in the gym. 
<laughs> so I want to show the young guys what it, you know, I want to give the young guys a little what fur. And, and I am, by the way, I've lost 65 pounds, stopped drinking, you know, changed my life. So uh, I'm. This Christmas will be my mother's 99th Christmas. Boom. Well, I love it, man. I'm really, I'm really happy for you. You look great on TV, <clears throat> all of that stuff, and, and I think you, you lead by example. Uh, let's talk about tell, what's going tell on. Chris, tell Chris Ruddy. <laughs> I will do that. He's, damn, damn, he looks good on TV. Uh, let me ask you this. Uh, you know, we went through the rigmarole of this, uh, this uh, uh, January the 6th impeachment of Donald Trump, which proved that he did not uh, uh, do an insurrection yet, uh, despite all of these other court rulings saying that this is not a decision. To, the decision to keep Donald Trump off the ballot has nothing to do with the state Supreme Court. It should not be handled by the state. He had been acquitted by a, uh, an impeachment, and yet the Colorado Supreme Court comes up with this. Explain this nonsense to us. Well, this is a, a rather technical uh, series of events, the springboard for which is the 14th Amendment to the uh, Constitution, one of the three post-Civil War amendments. It has many clauses to it, but the clause that's relevant to this says, no one who once uh, wore an oath of allegiance to the Constitution and then aided or abetted or engaged in an insurrection uh, is qualified for federal or state office thereafter. Uh, so uh, a bunch of Republicans, Republicans sued the Secretary of State of Colorado to keep Donald Trump's name off the ballot on the theory that he once swore an oath of allegiance to the Constitution, which he did when he became president of the United States in 2017, uh, and then he engaged in abetting an insurrection on January 6th. And they actually held a trial, which unfortunately uh, Trump and its people did not take seriously. But it wasn't a criminal trial. It was a civil trial at which the lawyers for these Republicans uh, attempted to prove that Donald Trump aided and abetted the insurrection. Trump's lawyers were there, and Trump's lawyers participated in the trial. The former president, notwithstanding the advice of some of us, did not show up and did not testify. At the end of the trial, it was not a jury. The judge found that he did uh, aid and abet the insurrection by his word. Uh, but she found that the 14th Amendment, because it doesn't name the presidency specifically, doesn't apply to the presidency, and that... The presidency should be chosen by the voters and not by the court. Yes. The Republican lawyers appealed the part that the presidency doesn't apply. Trump appealed the part that said he participated in an insurrection. And yesterday, the Colorado Supreme Court ruled on that appeal. It upheld the trial judge that Trump uh, did participate in an insurrection based on the evidence she saw in, in her courtroom challenged as it was timidly, and not effectively, by Trump's lawyers. But it overruled her on whether or not the 14th Amendment applies to the presidency, and it said that it does. Bottom mm -hmm. line, uh, Donald Trump's name, as of today, cannot appear on a ballot in October. Now, the Supreme Court, of course, will hear an appeal of this because Trump's lawyers will appeal it. If the Supreme Court decides not to hear the appeal... Or if the Supreme Court affirms the Supreme Court of Colorado, Donald Trump's dreams of returning to the White House are over because 
a dozen other states will do the same thing. And he simply will not be able to amass the uh, electoral votes if he's not on those states' ballots. Now, I don't think that's going to happen. I think the Supreme Court of the United States will take this appeal and will set down standards under the 14th Amendment, which have never been set down. So when the 14th Amendment was first enacted, a simple elections clerk could disqualify you. Oh, that guy, Rob Carson. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's 1867. You know, yeah. We saw him in a, in a Confederate uniform uh, four years ago. He doesn't qualify. Bump. Your name's off the ballot. You have no appeal. That's the end of it. So that's how loosey-goosey the, the 14th Amendment was applied. It's never been used this way before. Sir, it's never been used this way before. You know this as well as I do. This is, this is pure, pure election politics. Judge, this is pure, pure election politics. I don't care any way you slice it. This is pure electioneering. And that same group of people are also saying that they don't want you to be able to write in for Donald Trump, effectively taking the choice away from the people of Colorado. That's electioneering. That's election interference, Judge. Well, that is a very dangerous a situation for us to be in. When elections are, are determined by the judiciary, the judiciary should have nothing to do with elections. Elections should be determined by the outcome of popular votes. Whoever the Republicans want to be their nominee should be their nominee. And whoever the American public decides through the Electoral College should be the president, to be the president, should be the president. But, but because there are forces in this country that hate and fear Donald Trump, uh, they want to either keep him off the ballot or put him in jail in an effort to prevent him uh, from running. I, I don't think it's going to work. I'm with you. I honestly think that what happened in Colorado, once once uh, it sets into the American public, because it's a little obscure, you know, it's not California, it's not New York, it's Colorado, it's not a state he's going to win anyway. But, but once it settles in, what happens? I think there'll be an outrage, and it will inure to the electoral benefit of Donald Trump. Oh, I agree completely, and I'm going to tell you it has already sat in with the American people. They've had uh, about 12 hours to stew in it, and uh, people are righteously pissed off. Uh, they're angry, they're upset, and, and I wonder if if the left in this country is trying to foment some sort of, uh, of uh, real insurrection. Uh, or, or even, even bordering on some sort of a uh, uh, what, what would uh, what would require a, a crackdown on on people attempting to protest this. I wonder if they're just poking the pit bull at this time, uh, well, uh, Judge. These are, these are perilous times in which we live, and I'm I'm going to predict something for you. The Democrats in the House are not going to resist aggressively the impeachment of Joe Biden. Because they want him out of there. Yes. They want they want the Republicans to come up with enough evidence so that they can go to Joe and say, you can't run for re-election because your presidency is indefensible. So go make a speech and tell everybody you're going to concern yourself with Ukraine, Israel, and the economy. You don't have time to run for re-election. Um, so there's a lot of chicanery uh, going on. Yes. And the Republicans in the House, by impeaching Joe, are doing the Democrats a favor. 
Well, uh, this is um, uh, clearly uh, the, the president of the United States should not remain the president. I don't believe he would ever have been able to be uh, uh, a candidate through the entire campaign, let alone. Uh, it's laughable, Judge. It's laughable to think that a man who is now his wife admits has to feed him salmon and get him to bed early. All right. He was never going to be the candidate. He was never going to make it through the election. He was never going to be the president for another four years. That is falderall. It has always Rob. been absurd. Rob, he couldn't pass a driver's ed test to get a driver's license. (laughs) Sorry to say that, but that's well, it's absolutely it's absolutely true. I want you to hear uh, Jonathan Turley and get your reaction from uh, from Jonathan Turley with regard to this. Well, this court just handed partisans on both sides uh, the ultimate tool to try to uh, shortcut elections. And it's very, very dangerous. I mean, this country is a powder keg and this court is just throwing matches at it. And I think that uh, it's a real mistake. But I think that they're wrong on the law. You know, January 6th was many things, most of it not good. In my view, it was not insurrection. It was a riot. That doesn't mean that the people responsible for that day shouldn't be held accountable. Uh, But to call this an insurrection for the purposes of disqualification uh, would create a slippery slope for every state in the union. Okay, there you go. That's what he has to say. I, I agree with Professor Turley, and that's one of the reasons that I'm confident the Supreme Court will hear this and will set down standards for addressing the 14th Amendment. I mean, they can't avoid it. It's there. Uh, But they can set down standards for it. In my opinion, it should be the highest standard, which is conviction upon insurrection. Now, he's not going to be convicted upon insurrection because he hasn't even been charged with it. Even Jack Smith, the special counsel, who's doing everything he can to uh, disable the Trump uh, candidacy, has not charged him with uh, with the conspiracy to foment or aiding or abetting an insurrection. So even if Trump is convicted of everything with which he's charged, none of it falls under the 14th Amendment. Judge, I want to ask you, Judge Anthony, Andrew Napolitano, um, the current state of the Department of Justice in the United States of America and the FBI, what's going to, be, what's going to have to happen uh, with the FBI, with the DOJ, as far as its uh, very, very rampant politicization going after Catholics, going after CRT parents, uh, going after uh, uh, Donald Trump constantly, coming up with four indictments in an election year to, to il- interfere in the election. What is going to happen to these agencies now that the American people have zero faith in? What's going to have to happen? Well, a President Trump is going to have to appoint a director of the FBI, a director of the CIA, a director of the NSA, who will dial them back radically. I mean, just last week, when Section 702 of the FISA law, that's the section that exempts a class of people from the 14th Amendment. Wait a minute. How could Congress exempt people from the protection of the Constitution? Well, Congress just did it. They just voted on it uh, last week to extend it uh, by five months. In the hearings on this, um, Chris Ray, the director of the FBI, said, you know, it's a pain in the neck getting uh, search warrants, and we're happy to be able to surveil these people without search warrants. And Senator Mike Lee said, wow. getting a search warrant is <laughs> a pain in the neck? Go get another job, Chris. Yeah. He took an oath to preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution, which includes uh, the 14th Amendment. So we have very dangerous people with a lot of power uh, in their hands. They fear Donald Trump because they know they will be replaced by him by people who will either be timid about the use of power 
or will it evaporate the power from those uh, governmental agencies? Right. I now, think uh, every keystroke on every mobile device and every desktop uh, is surveillable by the NSA, the CIA, and the FBI. Trump knows that that needs to be stopped. One hundred percent. And more and more people are recognizing this. I mean, you got Matt Taibbi, uh, normally uh, left, left, left of center, a writer for Rolling Stone, has completely switched with regard to the weaponization of the DOJ because it is so painfully obvious with regard to censorship, political uh, targeting and whatnot. It is it is remarkable. And, and judge, I mean, these are trying times. We have many tribulations to get through to enlighten it. But I am positive that the American people the, who love America as founded will uh, will succeed. I want to wish you and yours a Merry Christmas, my friend. Also, a Happy New Year as well. And I'm really glad to get on the show and look forward to another year working with together with you, my friend. I, I, I love your work, Rob, and thank you for the texts and emails. And I'm happy to be a source for you or a resource for you whenever you want. All the best at Christmas time, my dear friend. All right, I'm going to text you and get your cholesterol count and your blood pressure because I want to know how to get on the road, the road to living to 73 and looking like you, bro. Uh, talk to you soon, my friend. God bless. God bless you, my man. All right, let's take a break. It's a Rob Carson Show. You know, it's kind of weird. 60 anti-Israel protesters arrested inside the Capitol Rotunda. Activists demanded a ceasefire in Gaza. Uh, drop their shoes for the Palestinian victims and are cuffed on the floor of Congress. I believe that would be uh, interrupting a, uh, in a, a proceeding, right? Wouldn't that be? On the same day that happened, a Florida woman has been charged for being inside the Capitol on January the 6th. Yeah. Uh, Barbara Balmaceda, Balmaceda, 23, has been charged with felony offensive obstruction of official proceeding. That's going to the Supreme Court. Uh, misdemeanor offenses of entering and remaining in a restricted ground, building or grounds disorderly or destructive conduct, which is all uh, what the anti-Israel protesters did yesterday. Uh, disorderly conduct in the Capitol, uh, building or grounds parading, demonstrating and picketing. All of those women, all these people in this protest yesterday, the Palestine did all of those things. She just got arrested nearly three years later. The, uh, the, uh, uh, the federal government has charged more than 1,230 individuals in the aftermath of the January 6th protests. Our government is out of control. Our government is the enemy of the people. They just are. If you haven't figured it out, you never will. Let's do this, shall we? Gender confusion. What is my gender today? Hey, hey. Your government believes this crap. Gender confusion. Hey, hey. I teach my elementary school students about gender identity. So a uh, radical transgender activist, Kendall Stevens, a man who poses as a woman, has been arrested for allegedly raping two boys. Charges were filed in the Pennsylvania Office of the Attorney General that the 37-year-old raped two boys under the age of 13. Imagine that from an adult man who decides to dress like a woman and say he's a woman even though he's keeping his man parts. Doing something like this. I'm I'm as surprised as you are, and I would most gladly welcome this person into my daughter's dressing room. Nah, let's listen to her, him, it. Oh, I deny it. I still have um, my boy parts. And and that's just more to do because um, to me again, 
femininity. That's what I would sound like if I decided to go trans. On my own terms. No. Okay. She wants to experience femininity on her own terms. Anyone else in that, you know, and I, I would have um, natural women come to me sometimes. And say, Sounds just like Flip Wilson as Geraldine. There's a hat tip you baby boomers. You know, you just want what we got. You know, you just want, I'm like, sweetheart, if I wanted a vagina, I would have one in two weeks. It'd be brand new and it'd be fully functional. Whoa, 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 whoa. Would... Hold on, hold on. Can I get that at Amazon? Because I'm thinking about one. Yeah. Yeah, isn't that amazing? So, uh, yeah, a radical uh, LGBTQ RSTUV uh, uh, extremist um, who's a man who dresses like a woman, catches man parts, and then, uh, wow, um, oh, my God, uh, raped uh, two boys, 13 years of age. It's, yeah. He's the same people who are telling you, you know, well, everything is a lie. Everything that the government tells you is a lie. Everything is so absurd you can't believe it anymore. And that's by design. But we have to, what have I said? What have I said? And what's being echoed by other uh, people in the conservative punditry world? Stay focused. Stay focused as the founders. Stay focused as the founder. Determine and above all, pray and celebrate the season with your families. They can't take that away. Overwhelm them with joy. Then overwhelm them with uh, humiliation and then resolve. There you go. Let's take a break and come back, wrap this up. This, my friends, is the Rob Carson Show. That's going to do it for the show, guys. Stay focused as the founders. God bless Israel, America as founded. You, God bleep, uh, Joe Biden and the Democrats. And until tomorrow, don't catch the stupid. See you then.